gaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Good Friday morning, everybody. Good spring Friday morning? I don't know. I'm not sure if it's spring yet or not. (laughs) They tell us it is, so uh, it's soon to, I I guess, uh, uh, unveil itself, we hope. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host for Your Palace, Your Place, brought to you every first and third Friday morning by the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury, Connecticut. And it is a spectacular theater. If you haven't been, we hope you'll come very soon, and we'll give you an opportunity to do that next weekend, actually, and we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Um, Your Palace, Your Place, if this is the first time you've discovered us, is a little uh, potpourri of celebrity interviews, entertainment news, lifestyle information, and uh, we try to highlight um, not only ourselves, the Palace Theater, of course, but some of our fellow arts organizations and happenings around the state of Connecticut, as well as uh, on Broadway. Broadway and, and beyond. So welcome if you're a first-time listener. So who has heard about the exciting Webster Broadway series season for next year coming up? We've announced it. We've uh, sent out e-blasts to some of our uh, uh, people that are uh, loyal to us and have come to shows, certainly our subscribers and, and multiple um, buyers, if you will. But if you haven't heard what's coming, uh, I want to share that with you. It's a great season. It's really eclectic, and I love that because there's something for everyone. And that's what's so wonderful about theater is that it isn't all the same cookie cutter uh, experience. Uh, so this year we have coming up in October to kick off the season a fascinating show right in the right time of year too. The Illusionist, direct from Broadway. It's four magicians or illusionists, if you will, um, and I am fascinated by how these masterful. Uh, artists, entertainers, illusionists, how they do what they do. I always think I'm going to be able to discover their secrets, but of course, you never do. So that's coming up in October, um, kicking off the Broadway series. Then, just in time for the holidays, and this is a great one for families, grandparents, godparents, or anybody in between, anybody who doesn't love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the musical. So that's coming in December, followed in February by this one is so much fun. It's really, really, and and perfectly timed, a girl power uh, show. And that is Legally Blonde. The darling Elle Woods, uh, the heroine of that show, really um, gives everybody a run for their money and shows what we ladies really have. And then in March, we have If You Love Dance, and particularly tap dance or that kind of um, movement we have the show tap dogs coming an explosive experience with all kinds of unbelievable moves and and that is sure to um, get everybody moving and clapping in their seats then the week-long engagement this is huge so hold on to your seats if you haven't heard this we're bringing to waterbury the book of Mormon. Yes, Book of Mormon, which is still playing on Broadway. It's a huge, huge 
hit, multiple time Tony Award winning show. So that's coming to Waterbury for a week in April, and we close out the season with a weekend performance of the show that somebody says is the show that just keeps on giving. <laughs> and, and that is, and I'm talking about one of the producers actually, who I personally know. Um, the show is still playing, The Revival. Uh, in New York, but it's Chicago coming, and I don't know about you, but I'm kind of, um, I guess, a traditionalist in some ways, and I just love the dance, I love the music, I love Bob Fosse's, anything that's Fosse-esque is right up my alley, so I'm excited to have that coming um, as part of the uh, the end cap, if you will, of our Broadway series. So if you're you know interested, please do, um, if you're not a subscriber already and you're interested in becoming one becoming one give our box office a call uh, 203-346-2000 to have some information sent to you or just to ask some questions and those of you who are subscribers and waiting for your renewal packets they'll be going out today actually so um, you should be receiving them by midweek next week so that's our exciting news then of course we have some of our um, some of our uh, other arts uh, organizations uh, Seven Angels as you heard in an earlier interview today on Tom Schutz program second chance opens tonight and that sounds hilarious i'm i'm looking forward to hoping i'm going to have a chance to get to see it um if you are interested in uh acting yourself in some community theater i saw that uh landmark community theater in thomaston at the thomaston opera house is holding auditions this weekend for annie so if that's something uh that you're interested in uh check out their website or give them a call and i do want to always remind you to if you're out and about if you're going to a show or if you're just looking for a night out please frequent and patronize some of our restaurant partners who help to sponsor this show and I'll just give a quick rundown of who those restaurant partners are of ours um, Diorio's of course Nino, San Marino, La Tavola Verdi, Vasi's Mojo Nuevo Latino Cuisine The Palace Bar and Grill not related to us, but right up the street from us. Uh, Spartan, the train station in Naugatuck, which is our newest partner. So please give these all these local businesses your business if you're just coming to a show before or after or just want a night out. They help to kind of fuel our economy and we want to support them. So my hat's off. Our hats are off to our Palace Theater Entrees and Encores restaurant partners. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, I do want to talk about, um, let's see, I talked about the auditions and one other interesting thing that I, I heard about on Facebook actually the other night. A young man who's a graduate of the Waterbury Arts Magnet School, WAMS, as it's known affectionately, um, he went on to be, he's a professional actor now, and he's actually in the touring production of The Wizard of Oz that is uh, taking place at the Bushnell Theater. So his name is Jack Salibi, and I just, I just was so excited to read that um, because, you know, right here in Waterbury, we have a lot of people right here in Waterbury who have gone on to professional theatrical careers. And I, I just, I don't know if it's something magical that happens here. Or it's just the grit and hard work that um, Waterburyans seem to have as part of their spirit and their spines. Um, but hats off to Jack Salibi. We wish him uh, a wonderful run with the tour. And hopefully one day we're going to see him 
him in a tour on the Palace Theater stage right here in Waterbury. And now we are going to hear an interview that I taped actually yesterday with a woman, um, an actress, who is in the national tour of Rent, which is the 20th anniversary tour of Rent, coming to the Palace Theater next weekend, April 13th through 15th. Um, we're going to hear from Alana Cawthon. I'd like to welcome Alana Cawthon, who is with the national tour, to your palace, your place. Good morning, Alana. Good morning. Thank you very much for being a part of our show today. Um, and, you know, you must be pinching yourself. I, I you know, I, I don't know, and we'll talk about in a moment some of the other work you've done. Um, yeah. But I, you must have said, am I, you know, Dorothy, did I wake up in Oz when you got the call <laughs> that, that you were part of this show? Absolutely. I Rent is one of my favorite shows of all time um, and kind of growing up on the soundtrack and finally getting to see the show on Broadway before it closed in 2008. I was more than ecstatic to be a part of this production. And I think what we're doing is so important still to this day. And the message still holds true of measuring your life in love. So I'm so happy to be a part of the show. So for those who are listening who perhaps have not seen the show, um, give us a quick synopsis of what what the show's about, and then I'd like to know what your role is and what you do in the show. Sure. Um, so Rent is a very timeless story about love, essentially. Um, it follows a group of friends in New York City in the 90s, in the late 90s, um, and they're all struggling with things within themselves. The central themes that Rent deals with that is very, um, I think, prominent in, in the show and like it, it, it carries through from the 90s to today and it still is very relevant is um, about the AIDS epidemic in America and also um, it touches a lot upon, you know, equality in our, in this great nation that we all live in. And it is, it talks a lot about acceptance and love and love in all forms. Um, and it really just follows a year in the life of these, uh, of these characters. And it shows their, their struggles throughout the year. It shows some of their highest moments and some of their lowest moments. And I think it's just so important to continue to teach this message and, and um, allow America to see that though we have come pretty far from the 90s, there's still much work to be done. And I feel like Rent really is one of the biggest, um, the biggest pioneers in that, in that school of thought. I personally play uh, the Seasons of Love soloist, uh, and I also play Mrs. Jefferson, which is one of the primary characters' parents. So we, I think, one of the most iconic songs in the show, Seasons of Love, um, and... I love doing it every night. I could do it forever if they let me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when when you're an actor and you get to play a part that not only have you admired or you, you know, um, in, in, a, in a show that you've loved for so long, that's yeah. like the pinnacle. I mean, I don't even think winning... A Tony Award is as good as that. Although I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that. <laughs> I don't know. Winning a Tony would be pretty amazing. That would be. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but this is is definitely up there with uh, the things that I've done being a very important part of my life, and I think I'll carry this experience with me for a really long time. You know, you mentioned something about the relevancy of the show, and I think that's an important. Um, 
uh, point to um, get across, and even if you've seen the show before, I mean, sometimes when you as a as a theater goer mm-hmm. are in one place when you see something one time, and then you're in another place. And I don't mean the physical place. I mean more, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the emotional place you might be at, that things hit you in a different way or you feel it in a different way. For sure, for sure. And so Uh, when you were talking about, you said it's still relevant today, and you mentioned the AIDS epidemic, of course, back in the 90s, that was, you know, we heard so much about that. But you don't hear very much about that today. No, you don't. Um, And I think the AIDS epidemic could be related to a lot of issues that we have today in America. And, and, you know, the stigma that it it held at its inception and when it first was introduced, I would say, to the United States and specifically um, what communities it affected first um, says a lot about how we as Americans handle things. And I think that that message in and of itself can carry through to any of the situations or the, the problems or the, the trials that we are trying to overcome as Americans today. And honestly, Rent has been telling us since 1996 to think about love, measure in love. What is, what's more important in this world other than the love of self, the love of others, and how to spread that love throughout, not only in our own country, but the world. Yes, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Alana. And, you know, you're talking, I mean, the theme, whether it's in the 90s or 2018, and, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about equality and, the, and the, the friends that are depicted in the show are kind of the have-nots at that point in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And one of them becomes a have, and how that plays out um, is interesting and, and speaks to... <sighs> The, the 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 best parts and the worst parts of humanity. I think. Correct. Absolutely. I think the there's so many themes in this show that you can you know pick apart and really di- um, dissect, and yeah. it they just mean so many different things. And once you see the show, I'd say a few times you you find a deeper meaning within all of the themes in the show. Sure. Sure. Now, so Alana, how did you get your start? I mean, you, this is a show you've been in since you've been in the national tour now since September. And, um, you know, where did you get your start? You're a, you're a native of Bridgeport, Connecticut. So how did you, you know, jump and parlay your Bridgeport upbringing to Mm -hmm. being in the national tour and doing theater all over the place? So, first of all, I will say that Bridgeport is a beautiful hub for the arts. Um, it, you know, it took, a, it, like all cities, it had its low points. And sure. we have been trying to revitalize, and by I say we, I mean a lot of my peers who are also in the arts and who are still in Bridgeport. I actually moved to New York City um, about four years ago, but I'm always back in Bridgeport because, it's A, it's very close, and B, it's where my heart is. Um, I that is so nice to hear somebody yeah. say about their hometown. I, I love it. I honestly really do. And I feel like a lot of the uh, people there still who are in the arts are really, really doing an amazing job at keeping the arts alive in Bridgeport. So I do have to credit my start to, to Bridgeport. I, I grew up there. I, I studied theater for the first time at the Playhouse on the Green, um, which is in downtown Bridgeport. And then sure. I went on to do a few other community theaters at uh, the downtown cabaret at formerly yeah. Bridgeport Theater Company. 
Um, and they're I, honestly, they played a huge part at me of how I grew. Um, and then I went off to college and I studied theater um, at Howard University, and I ended up graduating from Western Connecticut State University with a degree in theater. And I kind of just I I decided at a pretty I guess an older age for theater goers and theater people that I wanted to do this as a career. I felt like I can reach so many people with the gifts that I was given. Um, and honestly, being in Rent is so amazing because of what I get to to say in the show and it's Measure Your Life and Love, which I, I continuously say because it's so important to to really do that. You know, we say it and we need to put action behind it a lot of the time. So yeah, I'm getting right. But <laughs> um, so I, I kind of jumped from being in community theater in Connecticut to doing a lot of regional theater in the Northeast. Um, and then one day I just, I, my friend called me and she was like, you know, they're auditioning uh, for rent, like the national tour. And I was like, a trillion people are going to be there. I'm not going to go. And she like secretly signed me up to audition and I went. <laughs> That's a great story. Yeah, I mean, she knew, I think she knew. She, she definitely knew. She had to have had some sort of feeling in her gut that this was something that I needed to pursue. Mm-hmm. And I went and I it was just like a snowball effect. It, it's it was a whirlwind. It really happened all so fast that I can't re- recount all of the like the tiny steps in between, but I'm just so happy to be here. Well, I think that we're going to be the people fortunate enough who either have already bought their tickets for mm-hmm. Rent, which is coming to the Palace Theater in Waterbury next week, April 13th through the 15th. We are going to be so happy to see your performance, Alana, because I can tell, sometimes you can just tell by talking to somebody, their passion comes through, and yours is loud and clear. And, wow. I, and I think you're, you're very blessed to be living and doing the thing you're so passionate about and bringing your joy in doing that to to others. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm ecstatic to be back in Connecticut for for a short weekend. I wish we could stay longer, but I am just thrilled to be here. Well, I'm sure you'll have a big cheering section while you're here at the Palace Theater, and you are going to be blown away by our theater, by the way. If you haven't been here before, you're going to you're going to really enjoy performing here. And I want to thank you again for being with us this morning, and I'm looking so forward to seeing you and your performance and the rest of the cast next yeah. week. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And that was Alana Cawthon, uh, who is appearing in the national tour of Rent, coming to the Palace Theater next week, April 13th through the 15th. And if you haven't gotten your tickets, I'd advise you to get cooking, get cracking, because um, they, they are getting a little bit on the scarce side. So call our box office this morning, 203-346-2000. And we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with more of Your Palace, Your Place. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater. And we are back with your Palace, your place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host for the Palace Theater right here in wonderful Waterbury. Oh, I like that. So alliterative. Wonderful Waterbury. Anyway, now we're going to segue into a little uh, different part of the show this morning where I've invited uh, my colleague, our development officer at the Palace Theater, Natalie Lawler, to join us. So good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Sherry. (laughs) And Natalie has brought along um, 
some wonderful guests um, to augment what we're going to be talking about, and that is some of the upcoming fundraising events that are taking place at the theater in the next several months. And Natalie, um, she's always busy. She's a whirlwind. But this becomes that frenetic, super busy time of year for you, Natalie. And I, th I think one of the things, before we introduce the ladies you brought with us, with you, um, is to talk a little bit about why there's even a need to have events and do fundraising. Why? Well, um, Sherry, as a not-for-profit theater, and we have a mission to help um, spread the arts in our community as well as uh, education initiatives with uh, students throughout, we have a model that we follow that is a nationwide model where 50% of what we raise is by tickets, and then the other 50 is by fundraising. Um, what it really does is help offset cost of operating a theater, um, making sure the ticket prices are not exorbitant. So we, we have that fine balance. Um, and if you look to other theaters throughout the country, whether they're a um, performing arts center similar to ours in size or the Lincoln Center, we fundraise. That's just Absolutely. what we do. Um, so I, I think that's an important point, though, Natalie, because many people make an assumption, and I'm going to introduce Carolyn Cicchetti, too, to join this part of the conversation. Good morning. Good morning, Carolyn. Um, Carolyn is our, on the Palace Theater's uh, advisory board yes. and has served for many years on the board. I was a charter board member. That's correct. That's right. Before the going through the building in a hard hat. Oh, that's when right. When we first started. You yeah. did. Yeah. So I think what happens, though, is many people assume a theater like the Palace is in business to just make money, that we're a commercial theater, which we're not at all. And so when people try to make comparisons, um, they're not always comparing to apples to apples. Absolute, Can you speak to that a absolutely little bit? Absolutely not. Um, there, is, uh, there, are, there are performing arts centers. There are theaters. There are theaters that produce. There are theaters that showcase. And people need to understand. If, if, for those who are passionate about the arts, they should understand the differences between them. Um, a place like Goodspeed produces. They create the show. They put together the artistic team. And then they stay put, unless they're really lucky, and they go to send on to Broadway, things like Man of La Mancha and Annie. And Annie, and, and we had a show this year. And Shenandoah, and... and um, what was the show we had at the beginning of the season that started out that way? Um, Gentleman's Guide. Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. That started in Hartford. Right. That was at Hartford State. Kind of yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Hartford is theater. a producing house. Right. The Schubert, the Bushnell, the Palace, the Palace in Stamford. We are performing art centers. We bring in. Um, a part of our programming is bringing in professional companies right. who do their who do their shows. Right, we present. Exactly. We don't we don't prepare anything. Even though Tom did the performance, the uh, production for WATR a couple of years ago. Yes, yes, that's that, unusual. But for it us. wasn't the right. theater's production. Right, right. So, right. Um, other than a, a sh a, even Goodspeed. Even though they do their own producing, they still do monumental fundraising. Absolutely, and they have an they have an advantage of being a national, uh, a nationally known theater who have won a Tony Award, so they can go into New York and have a, a lovely little dinner for 
um, uh, uh, you know, a thousand people at five hundred dollars a head. Right, and it works. For and them it works for them. Level. We sure. don't have that advantage. We don't have that luxury. But what the luxury we do have is we have Natalie Lawler, yes, <laughs> who, works, who, has, who works a little buns off, who works her buns off. Yes. Oh, geez. <laughs> and but has some great ideas. And one of those great ideas is the first thing we want to really talk about, um, and that's why our. And I'll tell you what that is, but I want to introduce our third guest, too, who's um, here because of this great idea Natalie had, and that is um, our um, friend from Graham's Florist, Moria Graham Mehmet. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Oh, our pleasure. And, you know, it was so nice to chat with you before we um, went live with the show and learn about your theatrical um, interests and backgrounds, as well as your daughter and your mom. So your whole family have been supporters of the arts and lovers of the arts. So I think it's really interesting that and, and, and owning a flower shop. Uh, a business, I should say, um, that's certainly artistic. So I'm sure you bring that that flair to that um, as well. But I think it's important why you're here today is you come from a family who appreciates the arts and you want to continue to support the arts in, in whatever way you can. Absolutely. So Natalie, let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the Marquis Society for Women. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, Sherry, you're giving me um, the credit, but we did have a roundtable discussion with uh, key supporters and people that have helped us fundraise, Carolyn included, to talk about um, how do we engage more people in a different way, in a different fashion, to be able to help support the arts and not necessarily say we're going to raise X amount of dollars by producing an event. Mm-hmm. So the mistake that, um, and a lot, it's not the mistake, I would say the tangible part of fundraising is you have an event, you invite people, they participate, they pay a ticket price, and you raise money. But fundraising is so much more than that. It really is developing relationships Absolutely. throughout the community and in, in in the case of Moria she and I started working together the first year <clears throat> at the Palace Theater where we were looking to promote businesses but also in turn get something for the Palace Theater so the, the we developed a relationship way back where she provides us with floral arrangements uh, for particular engagements that we have and then in turn we provide her with the opportunity for getting additional exposure and from that you know it, it just kind of um, you know mushrooms so let me ask Moria when Natalie first approached you why did you even say yes because I was so excited my daughter attended Wham's and she had a great opportunity opportunity and many opportunities at the Palace Theater. I started going to concerts at the Palace Theater when I was 11 years old. Oh, And I've always wow. said, my son is my heart, my daughter is my passion, but music owns my soul. Oh, and my mom has I passed like down that. that gift of voice to me. And I always wanted some way to exp- to thank her for this. And like I, the Palace is just, it's, it's in my blood. It has been since I was a little girl. Wow. I love hearing that because <laughs> we hear that from people of the greatest generation who talk about going but you're another generation. My first concert was Joe Walsh, Rocky Mountain Way. 
<laughs> I love that. Can I one, was five fifty, and it was front row loge. <laughs> can I one up you there? Okay. I remember seeing Amal and the Night Visitor in the nineteen fifties. Oh my gosh! Oh, it was yeah, you one did. Of, he went up to me. <laughs> it was. It was one of the most spectacular. It was the first time I've been going to theater since I was little because it's my mother's passion as well. But to see that set, and I had no idea what a psych was or a drop or how theater worked, the mechanism of it. But I do remember the psych in the background turning darker and darker as the night uh, night drew on and the stars came out and I was mesmerized and that was it for me for the theater and I can tell you where I was sitting I know exactly what seat I was in oh my goodness (laughs) because the palace has been part of the, the life and the, the tapestry of so many Waterburyans Absolutely. to find different ways to, to engage people in so, that experience. And that and is, that is what the Marquis Society... Exactly. That, so t- talk a little bit more, Natalie, sure. so people understand what it is. Okay, well, the Marquis Society is a, um, uh, an opportunity and a, um, a gathering of women throughout our community. Uh, we decided to do an event, non-event, so we sent an invitation to um, many of our current supporters and invited them to participate in this group so that um, we could help support the arts. And so what what is it? What do you actually do? Well, the idea is to bring women together. There's no place that there's an opportunity for women to communicate their passion for the arts. I mean, we're very lucky that Maria and I can do that right now. Yeah. But to talk about their their passion for the arts, what they hope for for their children and their connection to the arts, and to have a chance to get together without any pressure. There will be no quote-unquote meetings. There'll be no responsibility for that. It will be things for fun. Um, there'll be the opportunity for the, it's called the marquee for a reason. Um, as a member of the marquee for your membership, you also have an opportunity to have a posting on the marquee run for a day. Oh, so, so your you want, name in lights, kind exactly, of. Exactly. Your name or, or your, someone or you your children about. or your grandchildren or to thank someone who's been especially kind. Uh, it's an opportunity to publicly express a memory, a thanks. Uh, a special a, anniversary exactly. or milestone event. Exactly. It's not commercial. We're not looking for businesses as such to promote. It may be a business that is 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 uh, promoting. Maybe like someone like Maria. Sure, um, sure. There's no reason sure. which, why she wouldn't mention her shop. But nevertheless, it's not the idea. We're not, we're not posting. It's not a billboard. Right. right. So so how does somebody get involved, Natalie, then? what What is and what's the threshold? Well, well, um, if they're interested, they could contact uh, me at the theater, uh, and uh, you could just go online and, and um, find our phone number and ask to reach me. But uh, I could get an invitation in the mail to anybody that is interested. And the threshold for participation is $100. And, you know, oddly enough, Sherry, I'm finding as we launched this only three weeks ago, um, there are people doing multiple um, membership, so to speak, because they want more than one message. They may be wanting to say happy birthday on one day to somebody and, you know, happy anniversary on another. So um, it really has taken off. We have over 30 members already. Um, the first message appeared the Friday evening of Jersey Boys. So the invite was in the mail uh, the week prior. Someone called me and said, can I get up there for Jersey Boys because we're bringing our 
of friends, and it was their 25th anniversary. Oh, I love that. So I said, sure, we can make it happen. Yeah, wow. And so, and Moria, that's you. You are here today, actually, because you. I received the invitation in the mail. Yeah. And I opened it up, and I was so excited because I, as I said, I've always wanted to find a way to thank my mom for the amazing woman that she is and giving us the love of music. So I saw this and I said, okay, I'm going to do an honor of my mom on Mother's Day oh, oh. for giving me the joy of music, the love of music. Oh, so... And oh. I was thrilled. And I called Natalie and she said, you're my first caller. Oh, my God. <laughs> but what so. a great idea. And if you're listening to this, so, I mean, there's opportunity for other moms to be um, honored, recognized um, this year uh, for Mother's Day. So you get her the flowers from Moria's <laughs> Grant's florist, right? Perfect. And then you have it on the marquee. What better? Oh, I already told her. I said, we have to drive downtown and go past the Palace Theater on Mother's Day because I have a surprise for you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thank so you. if you're Thank listening you to this and, and saying, oh, I want I want to be a part of this, um, will you call Natalie, 203-346-2009, um, and you can talk to her and find out how you can become a member of the Marquis Society of Women. And there are some other benefits um, to being involved. Natalie, what are those other benefits? Oh, you will certainly be listed in our annual report as a thank you. We've decided if anybody would like to join us, there will be a thank you reception. So it's it's an event at the tail end. We, we kind of flipped the whole um, idea on its head. So we're raising the money. We'll gather together, thank everybody. And then the next steps, as Carolyn said, is we'll hope to continue to grow. We'll have other opportunities to learn about the theater, um, sneak peeks to what's happening. And at that gathering, which, have you set a date for that yet, Natalie? It, it's tentatively June 14th. Okay. At that gathering, there will be a photo op. So all the women who um, come to the event, they're considered the inaugural members of this society. And um, the Marquis Society will have a photo that will be displayed forever <laughs> at the Palace Theater, prominently displayed. So you'll be in good company because you can... It's not about it's not about a oh look at me. It's about I care about the arts. I care about the arts specifically, the Palace Theater, um, and preserving this wonderful treasure that we have here and helping with some of the educational kind of offerings and programmatic things, helping support those things at the palace. So, um, I what a what a genius genius idea. Well, I'll tell you, Sherry, the, the way we fundraise at the theater is all different niches. And we try to do things that will um, encourage people to participate at all levels of giving. So, for example, for $25, we do a raffle. Um, the Marquis Society is at a different threshold of $100. And then coming have, up, we have the party of the decade. We do. We do. Palace 10.3 is May 18th. So that, I know some of you who are listening have been to these parties. Every year we started out 10.0 and now every year it adds a, a number to its uh, <laughs> title. We keep so, pointing up. Yeah. That's <laughs> we, one point at a time. But it is such a blast. I actually started bringing my friends, um, you know, I said, this is such a fun night out. We do it as a girls' night out, a group of us that do our birthdays together and celebrate. So, um, and 
it's such a blast. They love it so much that actually this year, I'm going to miss it because I'm going to be away um, on well, I'm happy I'm going to be away, but unfortunately, I missed <laughs> the event. For me. <laughs> but they're still coming. They said, well, whether you're there or not, we're coming. Yep. So, um, so it is so much fun. So, Nellie, talk about why, what you do, how sure. you've made it so much fun. Well, here's the thing is we started the conversation here saying that we really don't produce, but this is the one event that actually becomes a production because we want to celebrate our year end. We do it with um, people throughout the region, our supporters that are sponsors and people that are um, uh, subscribers come, but we also have, like you said, your friends coming, and then there's younger younger people from Y Power, and then all different uh, organizations. So we gather together under the roof of the theater, and we we take each nook and cranny of the theater, and we have a small entertainment produced in various parts of the theater, not just under the roof. That's true. Right. That's, That's true. Right. That's right. We we even use the loading dock, which is tons of fun. And I think that's why this event is so much fun because you have a real mix of people, ages, demographics. Um, you know, you've got uh, just it's just the kind of event that anybody can set, feel comfortable coming to. Kind of let your hair down, especially when you start rocking on the theater stage or out on that loading dock. You're gonna I miss mean, that, Sherry. This year, I know that. I know I am going to miss that. Um, but And that's why people come. And the word is spread. Year after year, people are telling their friends, saying, oh, my God, this party is so much fun. You have to come. And you get so much for such a little entry point. I mean, you really do. Well, if you think about it, it is it is a fundraiser. And many of us have gone to night outs that mm -hmm. are fundraisers. Mm -hmm. For $75, what we, what we give you yeah. is not only the entertainment of five to six different acts also you're given two drink tickets and you're fed so I, I don't think you could go anywhere really you to go out to eat for two people or you know is mm -hmm. you're not going to do that for under 200 bucks well you know well even at 75 to 75. go out you're not going to have as much fun not, while you eat you're not going to have right. as much fun you're There's not going to have as much food and you're not going to have all the different entertainment tell us what the entertainment is. before you do that just one thing the other thing that, that is so wonderful about this event is that while you're partying, you get to see parts of the theater that you never, ever get to see. That you're is going so to be true, on Carolyn. stage, but Thank you're going you. to see backstage. You're going to see the loading dock, which you only see from the street when you drive by. There are opportunities to be part of the backstage, if you will. Yes. For very little money. Absolutely. And and what's nice about through the decades, the theme this year is that you're taking parts of the, the theater and sort of matching up the entertainment to a certain part of the theater and, and theming it around a decade. Yeah, absolutely. We start out in the loading dock when we um, kick off the event and we have a local band called Four Piece. And what I... what the committee and, and and we like to do is we like to reach out to those that we know there's some connection and the connection there with four piece is um, one of one of the uh, uh, people in the band is a teacher uh, at uh, North End Middle School his name is uh, Ray Sanavasi and we 
had done work with him through Williams. So there's just that, you know, kind of weaving it all together that we like to do. Um, Chris Coogan Quintent, John Mobilio is a part of that, and John is uh, a teacher at Williams as well. So, But he also comes from the Mobilio family, Bob. That's right. He is Bob Very Mobilio's son. Yes. Rest his soul. And ladies, I forgot that we need to take a quick commercial break, and so we'll listeners, we're going to be right back with the rest of the entertainment in about a minute. So stay tuned. And we are back, and we are going to pick up that thread. Um, Natalie Lawler, the development officer for the Palace Theater, is talking to us about Palace 10.3 and some of the great entertainment that will be part of that event on May 18th. Yes, and you know what we're also weaving into this event is uh, some of you may know that we have Jazz in the Polite Club on Friday night. So Mm -hmm. this event happens to be a Friday night. Jazz happens to be booked for that evening and we're going to be um, showcasing through uh, New England Arts presents Avery Sharp Trio. So it's going to be themed a classic jazz cotton club. Right. Give, give that 40s Very vibe. cool. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, so uh, we we are excited because some people have never been to the Polite Club either, mm-hmm. to Carolyn's point. So it's a, it's a nice um, intimate setting uh the there'll be two shows that occur and um the uh public will be able to go and enjoy jazz during the jazz club absolutely the polite club when we do have the jazz series i just want to interject the first time i went in there and experienced that it was like Hello, am I in Waterbury? I felt like I was in a New York City jazz club because the ambiance changes. If you've dined in the Polite Club, it isn't the same feel. It's so bizarre to say this. It's the same room, but it has a whole different feel to it, and you really feel like the lights are low. It feels the like bar you're, is operating. You're, in, you're at Birdland in New York. <laughs> Somewhere like that. So what else? What else? You know, the best part of the night. Well, there's a lot of best parts, but many people enjoy getting up on stage and dancing. That is the fun, fun, fun part of the evening, Natalie. <laughs> well, after you have the, you know, a little bit out from the buffet and, yes. and some dessert, then yeah. it's time to do a little bit of dancing. Yeah, you got to work it off. Yeah. yeah. So we have a wonderful band uh, from uh, local students. Yes. Students. Um, 3G. Uh, they've been performing throughout the Waterbury area. So we're excited and they're excited to be able to be on stage. And if you haven't heard 3G and you haven't heard Sabrina Santa Pietro, oh my goodness, this is a a name to watch. Mm -hmm. She is this tiny little uh, petite, gorgeous young woman, uh, high school student, um, and supported by her bandmates. But I'm telling you, she's spectacular. What a voice. What she, a voice. She belts out Whitney Houston. Yeah. yeah um, unbelievable. Does. And you wonder where it's coming from because she's so little. Yeah. Yeah. So well ma- trained. Yeah. Well trained, yeah. mature uh, beyond her years. And once 3G is done performing on stage, we have a local DJ. We do. Someone who wears a different guise by day. And, and by then, night, by night, Jim O'Rourke will be, uh, you know, 
Jim O'Rourke, who is the executive director of the YMCA, so he puts on his uh, DJ hat, and boy, can he mix it up. And he's joined by another DJ. Um, DJ Balgo. Balgo, right. I love that name, Balgo. Yeah. So, so that is fun, and he's he's done the event before. He, he has, so, and people wanted him back. So that's, that's right. So, so if you're a fan, you got to get your tickets, because tick-tock, tick-tock, <laughs> right? Tick-tock, the decade. Are coming. Yeah, the decades um, are coming. The, in, the, in the last um, uh, duo, I'd like to uh, share with you. We have a lounge that we're going to set up upstairs in the mezzanine, and we have two entertainers, uh, Jack Lynn and Steve Kozlowskis. And Very they, good. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and they are going to be performing Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra songs. Oh, wow. So, like we said in the beginning, there's something for everyone. This is an event where you can kind of uh, morph from one feeling to the next as you go through the, the theater's different uh, spaces. The whole, the whole evening is cross-generational. It, oh, it's a, yes. It's a kind good of point. event. It's the kind of event where you can come with your well, teenage kids, I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. Because of the bar sure. situation, but you can come with your young people. Yeah, young adults. Along with yeah. your parents and mm-hmm. your grandparents, and there'll be something for everyone to have a good time to meet up, separate, come back, decide. And, and what I like is the the uh, we are a theater, and to do a fundraising event that's actually got entertainment is so wonderful. Um, Natalie, the time has been flying by. We have yes. two minutes left. We have another wonderful annual event coming up called Stages. And Carolyn, you're one of the founders and chair people of this event. It's happening on May 31st. We really don't have a whole lot of time to talk about it, so really quickly. Very quickly. First of all, uh, Natalie talked about having events at different price points. This is our top price point, admittedly. Uh, But it is limited. Uh, There's only 175 people, and you are invited to a dinner in the orchestra lobby, which you will barely recognize by the the time we finish lighting it and decorating it. The tables are gorgeous. It'll be like the most beautiful wedding you ever went to. And we can thank our friends from Power Station Advances and Graham's Floors for transforming. Exactly. And it had... it happens in the outer lobby, what we call the weather lobby, as well as the grand foyer and in the orchestra lobby. And it's tables set up, and we have chefs and, and a sommelier, and each course, there are six courses, each is paired with a wine, and it's a beautiful, elegant presentation. If you're looking for a special gift or a way to say thank you to somebody really special, it's a wonderful way to come in. It is. It's a top-shelf event, and it's for those who really appreciate fine dining, fine wine, and the ambiance of that whole transformative experience. And if they want tickets for that, Natalie, they just need to call Natalie again at 203-346-2009. There will be chefs... There will be chefs there that you know, and some will be new to you, which is part of the experience. All right. So thank you, Carolyn, for that. And we are just about out of time. We have about a minute left, so I want to remind people that your Palisher Place is brought to you the first and third Friday mornings of the month by the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury, Connecticut. If you're listening online or if you'd like to listen online, know that the show now is a podcast, so you can listen to some of our previous uh, uh, 
shows or listen in, uh, to this one at a time. You can listen at your leisure if you choose to. All you need to do is download the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. And if you want to hear more about our upcoming season or any of the things we've spoken about this morning, go to palacetheaterct.org or call our box office at 203-346-2000. Remember, the 20th anniversary tour of Rent is coming up next weekend. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. They're going fast. And as I always do, please do something you love this weekend that involves the arts with someone you love. And stay tuned for your local news coming up next. And Steve Noxon with Talk of the Town. Thanks. And we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you, See Sharon. See you then. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sharon. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your This palace. is your